Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. Everything back to normal. Glad you're with us, and uh, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be hearing from uh, football coach Will Hall, from Trey Lowe, from Dalen Gill. A special, a special segment I've been waiting for Luke to get back to uh, hear from the place kicker. Uh, at uh, Southern Miss, and uh, you'll hear some things that they still have in common. And, of course, we'll also be joining our friend here momentarily, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and a great supporter of Southern Miss Athletics and even better place to take your family for a delicious barbecue meal or to have them cater your next event. Appreciate all that Dickey's Barbecue does for this program. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Now, Heath, we're going to just throw you right in here in the conversation Competition Tuesday uh, out at football practice today. I spent some time out there and uh, got a lot of good sound bites we want to share. But before we before we get to that, I, I do want to share a very brief sound bite that uh, Coach Hall gave me in uh, regard to a question I asked him. Are, are we ready for this, Luke? Yep. All right. I asked Coach Hall today in uh, light of all the quarterbacks that you played Saturday. What are your plans at quarterback this weekend? Here was his response. Yeah, we're gonna play a lot of them. You know what I mean. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. And <laughs> that was it. So uh, Heath Hinton, uh, what do you speculate about who plays quarterback Saturday? I think you're gonna see uh, a lot of super back. I think you're gonna see uh, probably Wilkie and Low. Uh, they're gonna do whatever they got to do to win. I, I think it doesn't matter at this point if it's pretty. However, they have to win. They're going to do whatever they have to, and uh, you're going to see a lot of super back. You're going to see a lot of, uh, I don't want to say trickery, but maybe some formations they haven't shown yet. Um, a lot of running the football. Keep the keep the ball out of the hands of uh, their quarterback. That, the kid is incredible for Coastal Carolina. You try to keep them off the field, and look, their defense has given up a lot of points this year. So, you know, they've uh, had a tendency to give up some yards. So, hopefully you can hold on to the ball and uh, try to shorten the game up as much as possible. I think that may be what they're going to try to do. Well, here's what Coach Hall said uh, this morning after practice uh, regarding the mindset of the team and 
preparations for Coastal Carolina? Oh, just our team. We've got a great culture, man. Our kids, uh, you know, obviously they respond. We knew they would respond. Uh, you know, we had a lot of things happen that were in our control and some that were not in our control. And uh, our kids were embarrassed, and, and they and they uh, they know they're, they, they can do things different to be better. And uh, so those things have been addressed. We never run from conflict here. Uh, we attack conflict head on. But uh, we've built a great culture. I'm very proud of where we're going with this program. This time last year, we're one and eight. We're five and four this year. Uh, we're pushing this thing forward. We're not where everybody wants us to be. We're not where we're going to be. But we are driving forward every day. We're better today than we were yesterday. All right, Luke Johnson, you've been in that locker room when you've had a really bad game uh, like the Golden Eagles had Saturday. What What is the mindset, generally speaking, as a player? I mean, the first 24 hours, everybody's in the dumps, particularly because of what you, uh, you, know, what you did the previous Thursday against uh, Louisiana. At the same time, you got to look back and you, when, when reality sets in, you lick your wounds and then Monday and Tuesday, you start saying, yeah, but this is really the only game that we've been out of it. The other teams that we've lost to, we ran a Miami game until the late third quarter. We lost the game at four overtimes and, uh, you know, we were with Troy, just couldn't get anything done offensively. So, you know, reality starts setting in and, and of course the coaches come back in and, you know, affirm you on Monday and Tuesday. And so, it, it, it's about the, the senior leadership and the upperclassmen leadership getting this team emotionally back to where they are. And as a player, you just flush that game Saturday and move on to the next one. Yeah, there's an old saying that you don't watch the game film sometimes. Was uh, that that game, Luke? Or do you want to look at the film and evaluate what went wrong? you got to look at least some of it. I mean, because you you your play this week will be indicative of what you did last week. And so... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Some coaches choose to flush it. I would assume this coach and staff would would at least show parts of it and uh, most of it, you know, so they can learn from it, particularly offensively. But, I mean, defensively, what, what's going to happen if, you know, people start attacking you on the perimeter again? you, you got to shore that stuff up. And so there is a lot to learn from Saturday, but you learn the lesson and you move on real quick. Uh, I, Bob, when you played the comment from – from Coach Hall about, oh, we're going to play a bunch of different quarterbacks this weekend. I read that that was very tongue-in-cheek. Now, you were there, you know, I, I, interested to get your point of view, but I, I think the subtext of that, the way that I read it was not really sure yet, you know, what, what exactly we're going to do at quarterback. So the easiest answer is to kind of joke and say, well, we're going to play everybody. I didn't really know how to read it. That's the first time I've ever asked him something that I just got to two or three word answer and then he moved on to the next question yeah which which i don't really know how to read it yeah but but the fact that it was such a short answer to me was kind of like you know i'm not really sure at this point now he might he might know exactly but that's the way i read probably what the last thing he wanted was some moron like me asking him (laughs) the question that that's what i assumed from it but he couldn't have been surprised because that's you gotta ask of course when you're out in the general public that's the question everybody's asking that's the question everybody's talking about on the big old nation is it not the Heath? yeah yeah but you gotta also remember why would coach hall give away a game plan if he's going to try to do something a little different he's not going to give away his secrets like that i remember last time somebody asked him last week you watch film and how you're going to attack a team and you know he was really nice about it but you're a coach's not going to a coach is going to try to give away as little as possible. So I'm really not surprised by that answer. I think a lot of it, guys, this is the Sun Belt. Crazy things happen. Coastal Carolina lost at home to Old Dominion 49-21. to They got whooped there, too. I mean, it just sometimes the, sometimes the train falls off the tracks and 
crazy things happen. And, and, and the Sun Belt, it has been proven it happens a lot. And when you look at the brief history of Will Hall's tenure at Southern Miss, if there are games that the Eagles traditionally do pretty well in, it's the ones where they're not expected to do very well. Well, yeah, I think they'll probably exactly. play very well this weekend. It would just be my speculation. I can tell you from the standpoint of the players, it was spirited as always. They have a lot of intensity at practice. Kids are working hard. But, you know, I, I learned from a – and I won't, I won't reveal which coach, but I learned from another coach several years ago here at Southern Miss when he kind of laughed after I was talking to him about a bad loss. And he said, I've learned it through the years, uh, coaches and fans like you take it a lot harder than the players they recover pretty yeah. quickly. And I think that that's what I saw at practice today. I mean, I didn't I didn't see any hangover Luke Johnson from uh, from losing a football game and there shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, that you, you, the sun the sun comes up and there's another game on your schedule. It does no good just sitting around moping about what it what had happened. And to Kelly's point, what he said yesterday, I mean, you know, it is easy it's it's a lot easier to flush something um, you know, that you get drilled versus, you know, lingering. As a player, I like the closer games because I knew that I was in the closer games. But, yeah, I mean, this, the the response this week will, and I think, as, as you guys have said, that they will respond in the right way, and it will show you what type of culture that, that they are building. It will show you how uh, more mentally tough this team is than the, the last several years. It will show you how some of these upperclassmen um, are real leaders. And, and so all that will be indicative on, of how they respond. And, I mean, really, it's, it's the first and, and second quarter. Uh, you want them to come out and you want them to, to play hard. You want them to move the football uh, and, and show the fact that last week's out of the way. Um, if they come out dead, and don't do anything for two and a half quarters, then you got something to, to really be worried about. What the, what was the uh, thought you saw mostly on uh, on your uh, website uh, over the weekend, Heath? Well, you know, pe- people, look, fans hate losing. Uh, they hate losing bad, so, of course, you know, people are upset. But once the dust settles and, and you know, people kind of have a day and, and to think about it, it's more of a, okay, you know, it's happened to everybody. People have gotten beaten like this. Even Bauer, uh, Coach Bauer took some beatings like this as teams. You got beat up. How are you going to respond from it? How are you going to come back? What's the what's the team? How are they going to perform Saturday? And I'm with Luke. I think it'll be a – I think the team will form well. I think the team will bounce back. I, I just – I think it's part of the growing process with a young team. You remember, they're 71 freshmen and sophomores on this team. This is a young, young football team, and they're going to take their lumps at times. Oh. And, and, and I to, think people realize it's it's a process. And, and to Heath's point earlier, this hasn't happened to us this year in the Sun Belt, and it seems like it's happened to everybody else. I'm talking about you just get blitzed, you get blindsided in a game. I mean, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find more parity in any other conference, Power 5, Group of 5, in college football this year than the Sun Belt. It was bound to happen. It's happened. All right, let's move on and rebound. I'll tell you what else is almost unprecedented is to talk to a junior football player who's working on his Ph.D. I did that today. We'll have that conversation when we come back. Super Talk Eagle Hour continues after this.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. This is the Campus Bookmark segment. That's Kathleen and the great staff down at Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street. Great, great selection of Southern Miss apparel. Got a lot of winter stuff coming in, long sleeve shirts, really good looking stuff. You can shop them seven days a week on Hardy Street, or you can always shop them online at campusbookmark.net. Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, you can do that too anytime you like. It's on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be talking about uh, the basketball game last night. I do want to point out that uh, the men uh, completed the doubleheader over William Carey with a 75-42 win last night. Big margin. It started out kind of close, uh, but in the end, I think it was the depth and the depth of talent uh, that Southern Miss has uh, that prevailed. Go back to football for just a minute, though. Heath uh, hitting Big Gold Nation with us. And, of course, the storyline of the day Saturday, if there was a positive, was the play of Trey Lowe. He came in first time all year, really, 6 of 14, 84 yards and a touchdown to Cole Kavala. West Virginia transfer is quite a young man. I had a chance to talk to him today after practice, and uh, I think you're going to agree he is a very special kid. All right, we've got Trey Lowe with us, uh, junior quarterback uh, from Colliersville, Tennessee, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad to have you. Glad, glad to be here. I appreciate you having me. So you come in the game Saturday, and I think so many people have so much admiration for, for what you've done here the last two years. You throw a touchdown. You're really effective. Uh, you play very well. Uh, your thoughts when they uh, called your number and uh, when you were on the field? Yeah, I was uh, happy to get my number called. Uh, you know, it was I was really just joyful. I was I was happy to be out there with my teammates and um you know, it's just been a long ride, so I w- it was it was really exciting, and I was I was just happy to be out there. I don't know if you saw this quote, but I read where Coach Hall said after the game that if his two children grow up to be like Trey Lowe, he'll be a successful father. Man, there's not a much better compliment than that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that. You know, I appreciate Coach Hall. Uh, you know, I just try to come in and you know do what I'm supposed to do every day. So, you know, that's. That's what I'm supposed to do. So you earned that starting job last year. Then you suffered. You suffered the pretty bad injury. But your attitude has just been an example setter for so many young people. What is it about you that, uh, that allows you to have such a positive and, and straightforward attitude? Yeah, I think um, you know my papa always told me you know whenever you start something you don't ever quit. So you know just because something ain't going your way or it's not going the way you wanted to. You know, you still keep going and you still keep pushing regardless of what's going on. You know, God, uh, you know, God is always there for me. So it, it doesn't really matter. Now, you started out at West Virginia. You were a two-star athlete, right? You played baseball and football at West Virginia. Yes, sir. I did. Growing up, I, I'm going to assume in high school, you were probably a three or four-star uh, athlete, uh, different sports. W- was there a preference you had baseball over football or vice versa? Yeah, man, I really loved them uh, both. I really I really always enjoyed playing both. Uh, I mean, I played them both my entire life. Growing up, I played travel baseball. I always played football, went to 7-on-7 events, just did it all. But, um, you know, I did it in college. I enjoyed it there. And then I got here, I wanted to try a spring without baseball. You know, I just, you know, I was a starter and I, I just enjoyed football so much and I wanted to put all my chips in, you know, football-wise and see what it took me. So, yeah, I, I, I tried that and I, I just like, you know, I want to pursue football. You're an outstanding student as well. I I don't want to misquote where you are, but you're way ahead academically. Where are you right now in your degrees? Yeah, I'm in my first year in my doctoral program, so... Uh, 
I'm in higher education, higher education administration, so I'm just doing, uh, you know, trying to make the most out of it. You know, I think uh, sometimes we forget as athletes, you know, it's, you know, you're, you are a student first, so you need to make the most out of it. Um, so might as well. So you're, you've got your master's and you're working on your Ph.D. and you're a, a redshirt junior. Yes, sir. Well, that's you spend as much time in the classroom as you do on the field, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. I try to. I try to. So. All right, last question. Well, next to the last question. I was visiting with Lance Ankar last summer, and he told me that not only were you a great athlete, that you're quite the chess player and that you wore him out pretty regularly in chess. Yeah, I don't know if he's beating me. Maybe he's beating me once. I don't know. I'm just messing. But, uh, yeah, I play a lot of chess. Uh, my dad taught me at a young age, so just always been playing chess. It, uh, I feel like I'm my sharpest when I'm playing my best chess. So, Well, based on the date of that conversation, he had never beaten you. Yeah, he still hadn't. All right. Last question. Scale of 1 to 10, how good is life for you right now? It's good. I'm, I'm a blessed man. Uh you know, 10, I guess, yeah. You set a great example, and I can tell you that everyone that follows Southern Miss football is cheering for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless everybody. I need to set the record straight. It took me six years to get a bachelor's degree in journalism. This young man is a redshirt junior and working on his first year of Ph.D. school. That's kind of like your academic track, right, Sander? No, no, not not really, Bob. You were ahead of me. So it took me seven years. <laughs> um, and, and I never, people go, oh, you must have changed majors. I said, no. <laughs> no, that was me. It was always the same. Uh, Heath Hinton, what, a, what an incredible young man is Trey Lowe. Yeah, and you know what was most impressive to me about that whole interview was in this day of NIL deals and Everything being about the money, what did he say? Sometimes we as athletes forget we're student athletes first. Right, right. We're students first. Right. I thought that said more about him than anything in that interview when he said that, and it showed where his mindset was as an athlete. Right, and then when you don't get your way, you don't quit because you're not getting your way. But who did he say taught him that? His papa. That's right. That's right. Liz Johnson, how do you not pull for Trey Lowe? I mean, golly. Well, I mean, he mentioned his father, I mean, his grandfather, Woodrow, and of course, people, I think people haven't made the connection, but but Woodrow Lowe was the three-time All-American linebacker for Bama, and then he played for the San Diego Chargers, and uh, so it's great to see how his grandfather not only was a tremendous athlete, but but has, you know, molded and shaped uh, Trey Lowe in, into that, and I'll tell you this, I know what it's like to do doctoral work, I'm in the middle of one right now, um, yeah, that... He's beast mode right now for uh, for doing that, and and I think we all probably expect him to to play against Coastal on Saturday. Right. Here's what Michael Murgas, our producer and operations manager, said to me. He he does sets up all these interviews for us. He goes, Yeah, he uh, you know, he's done all that academically while he's playing football. And I said, Yeah. And at one point, he was playing football and baseball and excelling through college. You just don't run into many kids like this anymore, Ellie. Well, it comes down to discipline. Uh, you know, self-discipline in particular. He, you know, he mentioned his uh, his dad twice in that interview, but he also mentioned God, and that seems to be a continuous thread with these kids too. A lot of these uh, football players, a lot of the athletes at Southern Miss, have been blessed to be in a situation where they come from you know real real steady home backgrounds and and have faith. And a lot of them mention how they wouldn't be where they are today without both. Certainly one. Yeah, Heath, I'll tell you, man, you got to be proud to uh, have a young man like this uh, on your roster. And I don't know how you guys 
would would take this, but I walked away from practice thinking to myself, I sure hope they, I sure hope they let him start, and sure hope they let him yeah, play he, a lot Saturday. He's a great kid, and he proves it how important a good foundation is for these kids to have. And you know, you talked about his family, the foundation, um, religion. It's just, it, it just shows that it takes all that to be a, a good, not just a good person, a good football player. And for a kid like that, you just root for him, and you want him to do well, and you want him to succeed. And what a what a testimony for that young kid to have. Yeah, well, going through life that he played football, he stuck through it. Injuries played both sports, but still went and got well, his doctorate. I mean, just yeah. what a great testimony. Well, well, well make no mistake, this kid is going to succeed in life. He's going to be successful in his And life. has a very clear vision because, you know, it was talked about maybe converting him to a tight end position. You know, Cavallo's a great tight end, but he's not the biggest guy in the world. Trey Lowe is a quarterback, but he's built like a linebacker, right? Big, strong guy. So, so he could have made that, that transition to tight end very well, but he just said, no, I'm good. You know, if I need to be yeah. the backup, then that's fine. But good, I want to be a quarterback. Good point, too, Luke. Kelly just made. I was, I was a little taken back at how big he is. When you're standing right in front of him, I mean, he is tall. Big dude. He is muscular. Thick. He yeah. is a big guy. I mean, we remember last summer before the 2021 season, I think the picture was him at the Manning Passing Academy. And we were just like, that dude's the biggest quarterback down there in Thibodeau. Like, there's nobody as big as him. And so, you know, being that big and still being, you know, as mobile as he is. Um, I think he still has uh, a lot to, to offer and to give for this football program. I, and I think that's not just this weekend, but, but some of the rest of this, this season as well. But just, you know, thankful for a guy. And again, when other guys see dudes like Trey Lowe doing their business, taking care of their business, um, leading in a way, even when maybe they're not on the field as much as they think they should be. That's how you get teams to respond to a game like Coastal Carolina after a game like Georgia State this past weekend. And I had to drag it out of him, but we do now know that two years running, he is undefeated against Lance Ancar and Chess. And and because of because of that interview too, Bob, I don't know if he wants to go into coaching, but if I'm an administrator and athletic director, that's the kind of guy I want coaching my team. There's no question. I don't know if I've ever been more impressed with a young athlete than I was today with Trey Lowe. All right. Thanks, Heath. We appreciate you, buddy. Talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one, guys. Heath Hinton, Big Old Nation. Eagle Hour continue after this. All right, I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation uh, for joining us. This segment of the show is sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, where you get the best nine ninety-five lunch anywhere in the Pine Belt. That includes your drink and your tax, and the food is always good, and it's always plentiful, and it's always a great lunch choice. Fourth Street Bar and Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. 
All right, Eagle Hour will be on the road. Very special broadcast coming up Friday. We'll be broadcasting from Camp Shelby at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum along with uh, the Midday Show, Super Talk Midday Show, as uh, we celebrate uh, Veterans Day. Going to have the commander of Camp Shelby on the Eagle Hour Friday and uh, lots of other great stuff. So we always look forward to that event. Very special event for Super Talk and uh, Eagle Hour always uh, really proud uh, to be a part of that. Uh, real quickly, Scott Berry, head baseball coach, of course, will be joining us on the show Thursday to talk about the upcoming schedule. We can tell you this, uh, it's not officially been released, but uh, we do know that the opening opponent will be Liberty University. University of Illinois will be playing uh, in Hattiesburg uh, this year. And, and Luke, one that I didn't hear this morning, but you, you say you've heard, is another big-name baseball opponent here in town. Yeah, Dallas Baptist, of course, we went out there last year. Um, and it was the not only the coldest weather we faced all year, but the coldest our bats had been all year. And uh, so, you know, a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen with that. But if you go to dbupatriots.com, March 3rd, March 4th, March 5th at Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. That's so pretty good we will stuff. be hosting that's, DBU. That's pretty next good year. stuff right there. And you, you mentioned Liberty. We played them in football. We're playing them in basketball here right. in a little while. Now we've got to play them in baseball. Do they have nowhere else to go? They have Liberty. a good baseball program, too, I think. I think yeah, they, they went are. two and two in the Knoxford, in the Knoxville Regional. Yeah, um, there you and, go. And yeah, so, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Can't they go. go somewhere else? To All right, we're going to get to basketball. We were obviously at the arena yesterday. But before we do that, I want to do one more football piece. I've been waiting on Luke to get back. I interviewed one of his brothers. This was actually a week before last, but I decided to hold this. Our place kicker, Briggs Bourgeois, is doing a phenomenal job. He's a great kid. Uh, I say that a lot, but it's just what I run into every time I'm out there. I wanted to give him an opportunity to talk about the great success he's having and to verify something that Luke Johnson has been telling us for the past four years. All right, Rick Bourgeois on uh, the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Congratulations, man. You've been on fire. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, reflects a lot of hard work I put in this offseason. Talk about the, the mindset of a place kicker. All of us that watch college football wonder, what's going on in your mind when you get called on the field? Two teams have battled it out mm-hmm. for three hours. It's up to you whether your team wins or loses. How, how do you do that? Uh, you know, I like I th- kind of tell the younger guys and all that with the specialists is uh being a kicker and a punter and a long snapper you know you can't really get too high and you can't get too low you kind of got to be in the middle with everything so you know like we bust a 60 yard touchdown or what or whatever you know like i can't be jumping up and down getting my heart rate pumping you know my adrenaline's flowing because when you get out to the field you know you kind of got to calm yourself down so for me it's just kind of not getting too high not getting too low and then whenever you get out there you know people ask me a lot like what are you thinking you know and, and to me i kind of just black out you know go back to a muscle memory and it's like okay you know just another kick whether it's a 20 yard field goal or uh 55 you know for me it's the same exact kick every every time keep your head down and eyes on the ball oh yes sir yes sir and swing up and through yeah yes sir uh what's what's been the difference this year that you know seven out of your last 10 games the golden eagles have won five of the last six got to be pretty gratifying oh yeah definitely you know uh you know I th- just all around, you know, we're like Coach Hall says, we know we're a lot better football team. You know, we do little things right, and uh, and I mean, it shows it. You know, I mean, we're killing it on special teams, which I mean, for me, that's big for us because you know we're big special teams guys. So we're doing really good things on uh, special teams, and you know, O and D is doing really good stuff. So. And it's a pretty good season. Yeah. I don't want to jinx you, but you're not missing anything. Yeah. You know, I, this offseason, uh, you know, I really took it upon myself to 
critique myself and really get, get back to the basics of my kicking because you know uh past the past season you know it wasn't my best and you know I kind of look back on it critique my film my, my steps and everything and really focused on making sure that my steps were the same every time and I'm getting to the same spot and you know from there and then you just swing up and through after the Texas State game, my Coach Hall said he told the team, "We don't have before the end of the game, we don't have to do anything miraculous. We've got a great kicker. We just need to get the ball down the field a little." You must like hearing that. Oh yeah, you know it's a good feeling that uh, he has uh, trust in me, and you know I, uh, I got trust in them. So you know it feels good. It gives me con- it gives me a lot of confidence. You know that the coaches have my back as well. Oh, you've been here a while. Tell us what was the journey that brought you to Southern Miss. Oh yeah, so six years now. So started back in 2017. Uh, actually, uh, I mean, I haven't had a coach been here the whole time except uh, Coach Stringer. He was he came in here my second year. Has been with me for five years. So, uh, but I mean, I love it here. Hattiesburg is awesome. You know, I've been here six years. Not too far from my home back in Louisiana, and uh, but it, it's an awesome place. You know, the fans really support us. Everyone in, in the community really is real together and come supports the program and everything so it's awesome i love it here with that last name i'd have never known you were from louisiana <laughs> yes sir yeah all right final question my my co-host on the eagle hour is a former punter here played for jeff bauer okay. and luke johnson says kickers are people too your thoughts absolutely man you know i mean you know we're showing up we're doing the work too just like the rest of the team you know uh not little not many people know you know we're out here probably an hour before practice even starts working on our craft and no one really sees that because they just see oh wow they get to go in a little early but you know we've been out here a little earlier too so but yeah kickers are definitely people too all the specialists are kickers punters and long snappers all right my man keep up the good work yes sir appreciate it all right there you go luke kickers are people too backed up by the current place kicker of the golden eagles he's hit 10 in a row you look back the last kick that he missed was uh you know in overtime against liberty the next overtime period, he drained a long one. And, yeah, right now he's he's almost at 91%, obviously the best percentage he's had this year. But what what is good about it is when you play at that level, your guys recognize it. The, the first game I ever played was uh, against the Cal Golden Bears, 2003, out in Berkeley. And I remember after the game, I was one of the first ones on the plane. And when you're on the first ones on the plane, you go find the exit row, you go find the window, and you put your head up against it, and you act like you're asleep. That's that's the tools of the trade. Well, I heard somebody walk up, and it was an offensive lineman, and he said uh, some words that can't be repeated on air, and he got me out of that seat. <laughs> and at that point, all the other seats were filled except the middle ones. And the only really person that invited me to sit was Rod Davis. I was sitting down between him and Terrell Paul, and uh, Rod said, come on, Luke, sit by us. And I sat down, and he went, Luke, you're kind of a big boy. You know what I'm talking about? But uh, when when we got back to Hattiesburg, I had an upperclassman because I was a sophomore at that point, pulled me to the side and said, don't let anyone ever do that to you again. Not talking about Rod, but talking about somebody getting me out of the seat. They said, you played just as much as he did today. You are just as much a, a member, a valuable member on this team than he is. Don't ever let somebody push you around because you're a specialist. And that always struck with me that when you do your craft well, 
the entire locker room recognizes it and they receive you as one of their own. And it it's just you know that's what you see with Briggs as 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 how good he's been this year. Well, they gotta you know you know they love this kid, man. He's been ice. Well, yep. and and you look at you look at the National Football League now. Each of the past two drafts. One of the teams has taken kickers, a place kicker, somewhat high. The Bengals a couple years ago took Evan McPherson, you know, out of um, Auburn, I think. Um, McPherson and his little brother now is, is going to be a good one. Of course, Justin Tucker with the Ravens, he wasn't taken in the last couple of years. But, I mean, he, kickers are like Lloyd. to say that he is at his position, like he might be the greatest football player ever, like at his position? Or in all sports. I mean, he's like a 91%, 92% for his career. And remember that the NFL, they, they squeezed in those uh, those bars a little bit closer now than they were back yeah. when you and I were growing up, Bob. So. Well, well, kickers are like lawyers. You don't think you need one until you need one, and then you better get you a good one. <laughs> you got that right. That's <laughs> for sure. All right, basketball wins pretty easily last night. But coming up uh, Friday uh, Luke, they play Vanderbilt. Going to have to improve a lot. I'm sure that that level of competition will be way more significant. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see because last night we were we were talking about this all fair just a little. You know, Southern Miss defeats Carey single handedly. I mean, uh, you look at you know Crowley had 15 points. That's good to see out of a out of a point guard. And we don't want to be negative, but they did shoot 47 percent before the game. Kelly, you mentioned this earlier. 3 of 15 from from the three-point line, and they missed 11 free throws. And that was, you know, last year you got into the case where teams would force you to shoot from the perimeter and you couldn't hit anything um, from the outside. Uh, so so that's an area that definitely they're going to have to improve on going forward, specifically uh, this weekend against Vanderbilt. But defensively, they got after it, created a lot of havoc, uh, you know, and created some turnovers. They were really – it was kind of a tale of two cities. The first half started out very slowly – and of course, people were thinking, "Oh boy, here, you know what? What are we in store for again this season?" But then the second half, the depth of the Eagles. I, I know that they really like this team's ability to shoot outside. It wasn't a great effort, you know, but but overall, shooting nearly fifty percent. And uh, Vanderbilt will be a, a good good litmus test coming up for the Eagles this Friday on the road. Jerry Stackhouse, former Tar Heel, former NBA player, is uh, the coach for Vandy. All right, we'll be back. Wrap up uh, this edition of the Eagle Hour Day. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment brought to you every day by DBAT and D1. In Hattiesburg on Hardy Street, DBATHattiesburg.com. Christmas is going to be here pretty quick. Great opportunity to gift a membership, gift some batting cage sessions or instruction sessions or it will be baseball or softball season before you know it. Pro Shop at DBAT and D1 has everything you need. DBAT, D1 Training, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios 
in Hattiesburg and Laurel Volleyball. Headed to Virginia later tomorrow to take on Old Dominion. The uh, ladies will take on the Lady Monarchs. What is today? Tuesday. So they'll take them on Thursday at 6.30, Friday at 6.30. Southern Miss looking to maybe, if they could get a sweep on the road and Troy or South Al would lose one, Lady Eagles maybe could jump up to second place um, in the West. We're working to uh, to possibly have Coach Hazelwood on um, later this week. All right, um, Bob, you're out of practice today, and uh, you know you guys have been out different practices. Is there anything different about competition Tuesday than maybe a Monday or a Wednesday practice? You know, not that I can tell. I mean, they they work them pretty hard every day in practice. Uh, I, there may be they may run more offense on competition Tuesday, and then they tend to separate. Uh, a lot of the other team, you know, a lot of the players that are not involved in that may be first and, and second string offensive defense and bring them over to the other side of the practice field and they compete with one another. But I got to tell you, man, every practice is uh, upbeat, spirited, and loud. And I, I, this is something that I personally just want to kind of keep track of in the next five to ten years if the good Lord gives me, gives me that much time. Because a lot of kids now that are raised, you know, eight, and Luke, you can comment on this, that are like eight to 13 years old, they're being raised in this antiseptic sports environment that competition is a four-letter word, right? It, and it goes hand-in-hand hand with the transfer portal. If you're not good enough, in the old days, you'd work harder to become good enough to where you could displace, you know, some people ahead of you. Now, if you're not good enough, you simply go to a different team that might not be as good a team, but you don't have to work hard. You'll be able to play, you know, on that team. So I'll be interested to see when these competition Tuesdays in five or six or seven years, that's what's going to separate the men from the boys, so to speak, are the people that want to compete and think that there's nothing wrong with having to compete for your position. You see that attendance is down in college football this year, at not only at stadiums, in, in high schools, attendance is way down. And I just think it's because a lot of these electronics has a lot to do with it, too. These kids are, are getting on their games and they're not outside as much as they used to be. But just this next generation coming up, they're just not in tune to sports like they were when we were kids. Are all of those observations reasonable in your view, Luke? I think some of them are. I think we have removed competition and instead elevated participation. Um, see, back in the day, you would participate in sports to learn key values, you know, key values like, you know, courage and teamwork and unity and, you know, unselfishness. Discipline. So, yeah. All those, all those things are still there for those that wish to seek them. But with what we, you know, with, with the advent of a lot of other things, it's, it creates the opposite. You can run from your problems yes. and go to a, another place. And uh, the, I mentioned Rod Davis earlier. The greatest example of this to me is a guy named Dylan Kleckler. Dylan Kleckler would have probably started at most Conference USA schools when I played. But he happened to come in the year after a guy named Rod Davis came to Southern Miss. And he was Rod Davis's backup. For, for three or four years. And his senior year, Cleck started, and he, he, he played incredibly. He played opposite yeah. Kevis Coley. And it was because Dylan Kleckler went to Southern Miss at the same time there were three other backers named Cash, Bowley, and Davis. And you know what? Dylan found a way to still contribute. He didn't run from that. He, he found his way to fit in. So it's just it, it's the entire – 
you know, the the entire values that sports allow you to teach has kind of been flipped on its head with some more things that have crept and, in. And didn't Kleckler go on to be an MMA fighter? He was MMA, and now he's bare knuckles, dude. Oh, my gosh. And if you see Dylan, you would be scared of Dylan. But all of us that played with him know there's a, there's a teddy bear underneath the ferocity. But, yeah, he's a he is a straight bare knuckler fighter now. And uh, he's, he's a dude. We need to get him on the show. Who wants to be a bare knuckle fighter? Dylan Kleckler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why don't you he's ask him that, Bob? Why don't you ask Dylan Ma, Kleckler? Why? It sounds, that kind of sounds like a Marshant Kenny. You know, a bear, if you look at him. <laughs> Kleck really, Cle- was more like T.J. Slaughter than, than Marshant Kenny. And uh, he's, just a, he's a wild man. But, I mean, he, he saved my tail. He blocked for me on, on punt multiple years. Yeah, that's good, good, good teammate. Great teammate. All right, so tomorrow, Dalen Gill. We talked to him today. The guys will have that uh, tomorrow as well as uh, Patrick uh, McGee. And I do want to just publicly apologize to you, Luke, uh, for becoming a Saints fan during the offseason. It seems that I have brought the hex of the uh, Washington, formerly known as the Redskins, now the Commodores, uh, jinx to you. And but, I, I apologize I mean, for that. I don't, think, I don't think as bad as it was last night, it's more bad than you putting some hex on. You can still cheer for the Saints. Uh, I don't know. There was nobody did anything last night except the Saints. They I don't, stunk it up. I don't know. When yeah. Getty started cheering for them, they went straight to the crapper. Well, that's no question about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, more to come all week long. Hope you'll join us every day at 1 o'clock. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the to top. The Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.